Welcome in to the OMR podcast. My name is Scott Peterson, international content creator at OMR, coming to you from our HQ in Hamburg, Germany, the home of the OMR Festival, returning this May 17th and 18th, 2022. Dear listeners, I have a question. What were you doing when you were 17? Think about it for a second. Probably feeling invincible, up to no good, thinking you held the world in the palm of your hands. All right, that was me. What I wasn't doing when I was 17 was business hustling, like my guest today, Maya Leinenbach. Now, Maya runs Fit Green Mind, a channel dedicated to vegan food content. Each and every day, she posts a new recipe to her Instagram channel, original recipes that she creates, films, and posts while she is still in school because, as I alluded to before, Maya is all of 17 years old. But don't let her lack in years belie the fact that her business is legit. She has a thriving community of over 1.5 million subscribers, trending upwards, has published a cookbook of her favorite vegan recipes, and has a brand partnership strategy that is as savvy as it is authentic. And she also has plans for expanding the business after she's done with school. All of which I spoke to her about in the OMR podcast, coming to you right now. All right, joining me right now is Maya Leinenbach of A Fit Green Mind. Maya, welcome to the OMR Podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. I hope you too. Yes, absolutely. I'm really happy that you're joining me today. I'm very excited about our conversation. Um, You have quite the interesting story, um, one that I think our listeners will very much appreciate and I'm very certain that they'll learn something too. But I think the best place to start off with is what it is that that you do and what you are, um, I believe the best characterization is you're a vegan food blogger. You run Fit Green Mind, which is your uh, your channel on Instagram primarily. Uh, you develop vegan recipes. Uh, you make video content of these recipes. You've also written and published a cookbook of your favorite vegan recipes. Um, are a vegan almost influencer, definitely a blogger. Is that fair to say? Definitely. <laughs> nice introduction. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, how would you describe, in your words, to me, if uh, you saw me on the street or anybody else that came across your path, what it is that you do and what Fit Green Mind is? So Fit Green Mind is uh, mainly my Instagram account, but nowadays also on TikTok and YouTube. And uh, my content is all about vegan recipes, as you've already said it. And um, yeah, I do vegan recipe videos and just try to show the people that vegan food can be easy to make and that it's delicious. All right. So you launched in 2019, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. What was the, the, the inspiration for launching? Where was, uh, what, how did you get the idea to, to start creating your own vegan food content and uh, launching your own Instagram channel? So for launching my Instagram channel, it was, um, I had the idea of writing a cookbook eventually, but mm-hmm. I was like, if I publish a cookbook now, no one will buy it because no one knows me. <laughs> so okay. that doesn't really make sense. And um, I mean, as a teenager, you've got Instagram, you follow people there. So I thought I might just try it. Mm-hmm. And so I just got started and uh, yeah, developed my content by time. Okay. Um, and how many followers do you have now? Uh, about 1.4 million followers. All right. And about a year ago, how many did you have? 
300,000. 300,000. We've covered you also on the Omar blog. Like within about a year, you added something on the order of 1,500%. So you went from about 70,000, I think, around early 2020, late 2019, to over a million in a calendar year, which is incredible. Uh, kudos to you. Hats off. That's fantastic. Um, how now your videos are uh, on Instagram primarily and TikTok. How yeah. long do your are your videos usually? Um, I would say an average video is about thirty seconds, but that depends on the difficulty of mm -hmm. um, yeah of the preparation. I mean, if I make a cake and just throw everything in a bowl, the uh, instructions are way shorter than when I make. Um, something like a tofu marinade and with pasta, mm -hmm. whatever. But on average, about 30 seconds. About 30 seconds. And how many views do they generate on average? Um, one to two million. On An Instagram. average of one to two million. It's, all right, not bad. <laughs> What's the top performing video you have right now? Um, so there's one on TikTok that has 13 million views and over one million likes. That's a focaccia. And uh -huh. on Instagram, it's um, cauliflower wings with about eight million views. All right. Um, can you see the the success coming for a certain video, or is it always is it kind of? I mean, like, okay, you're averaging one point two one to two million views per video, but when you release a focaccia on TikTok, do you have a good idea that it's going to work, or is it? Are you surprised yourself? Um, at the end of the day, you can't really know if a video will go viral or not. Sometimes mm -hmm. I've posted videos and I was super content with it. And then it didn't perform as well as other videos where I wasn't that um, content with. So you can't really say it. But um, of course, some recipes, I just know that they will perform kind of well. For example, um, bread always works. I think <laughs> people just like bread. So sure. I was sure the focaccia will perform well, but... I uh, would have never expected it to go that viral. Okay, fair enough. Now, when you started in 2019, it was essentially you running the show. You and maybe I don't know, a couple of friends and or family helping you out with the videos. Is that correct? Um, actually, I started all by myself. So, uh -huh. um, of course, my family tasted the food. But, <laughs> <laughs> Guinea pigs. Feedback. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I did everything and I still do everything that you see on social media, like videos and the, mm -hmm. the editing, recipe development. But you, you also have a, a team surrounding you now. How, how many people work uh, on Fit Green Mind related content? Um, it's hard to say a fixed number. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a, I've got a management and mm -hmm. they support me with the business side of Fit Green Mind. And I've got one manager that helps me with all kinds of business inquiries. And mm -hmm. then when I want to realize bigger projects, such as my cookbook, um, there are a couple uh, um, team members that help me then out with the design, for example, or... Um, that translate the book in English. So mm -hmm. um, that changes depending on the project we are working on. All right. So now, um, in 2019, when around the time when you launched, um, what was kind of like the, the, the inspiration for you um, in addition to showing people that vegan food doesn't have to be complicated and is super tasty? Um, so I started my Instagram account um, at the same time I went vegan. And mm -hmm. back then I looked up a lot of recipes um, in the internet. And one thing that really bothered me was that um, many recipes required ingredients I can't find here in my small village. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about ways how to replace 
such ingredients and how to make recipes that you can literally make with stuff you've got in your fridge at home. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where it started for me. Okay, what was the first video you made? <clears throat> the first video? I you... think Hamas. I started with photos, so um, okay. it, it, it took a couple, I think one to two months until I've published my first video. Okay, but the, the first recipe you did was also hummus. Is that right? Um, no, that was something very simple, such as uh, an ice cream, so banana ice cream or uh -huh. porridge, so nothing special. <laughs> wow, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> But um, And so how did you get your, your love and or talent of cooking? Did you get that from your parents, I would assume? Um, do you have like other sources of, of inspiration, something that you always liked doing, or was it more of a chore for you? So um, I grew up in a household where we always cooked a lot. And mm -hmm. I remember as a little kid, I was already in the kitchen with my mom and I wanted to help her, how, her, help her out with mm -hmm. uh, chopping up vegetables or yeah, I just loved watching her and helping her. And um, as I grew up, I um, got more sort of independent in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where uh, my passion for cooking comes from. So you inherited it from your parents. You were always kind of helping out in the kitchen and uh, yeah. Yeah, got a taste for it there. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I have a young boy and he already likes to help me out, which basically just means he'll like, you know, stir things up and you know make a mess. <laughs> But it's fun. You got to start somewhere. Um, uh, were there um, other bloggers, other maybe vegan con food content or food content creators out there that kind of inspired you or things that you saw originally that, you didn't want to do? I mean, you mentioned how complicated some of the recipes were that you couldn't find ingredients, but maybe there was also some 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 people that really kind of were sources of inspiration for you. Um, so uh, there is not one specific blogger or one specific account I looked up to. It was more like um, I looked at the accounts that performed really well on Instagram or on other social media platforms and I compared their content to my co my content mm -hmm. and um, searched for things I can improve that my content um, can be as good as um, their content was. And what are some of the things that you thought you saw that you were like, I can improve on that? Um, first of all, the light, uh, the lightning. So uh -huh. um, I recognized that this is a super important thing for making videos uh, looking appealing. Um, and then, yeah, by time I have also improved uh, the sound quality and in mm -hmm. general the camera quality, also that the videos uh, shouldn't take too long, that you still have the attention of the, the viewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are such things. All right, fair enough. Now, um, Fit Green Mind has uh, grown primarily thanks to the success uh, it's had on Instagram Reels and a little bit of TikTok, or would you say they're 50 50? Um, so initially it was uh, only on Instagram. I've started uh, really posting on TikTok uh, um, last year in mm -hmm. summer. Or so, so compared to my Instagram account, my TikTok account is pretty young. Yeah, fair enough. And you mentioned uh, that when you started out, you were um, taking pictures and kind of blogging in a more traditional sense, um, especially at least in the food space. Um, how, uh, in addition to like the fact that you're making videos, maybe compared to like the first videos that you made compared to the videos that you're making now, how has your content evolved and your content strategy evolved since you've launched? So when I started posting um, videos, I didn't show myself at all. So it was um, focused only on the food. Mm -hmm. And um, also I didn't speak in my videos. It was um, just music um, playing in the background. 
And uh, by time I changed that, changed that, especially with the launch of Instagram Reels, um, mm -hmm. because the, it was a completely new format, and I saw people um, making it a bit more personal than just the normal video format, showing themselves talking to the camera. Mm -hmm. And by time I tried it, I adapted a few things, and um, now I'm pretty present in my videos. I show mm -hmm. myself, I talk to the people, and um, those are the major changes. Okay. Um, how do you approach when you see yourself on a video? Like if you're watching, can you watch a video of yourself? I mean, you have to, if you're editing it, but I know like myself, you know, I'm making podcasts and do other things, you know, sometimes I'm still kind of not bothered, but you know, uh, put off a little bit by the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Is that something you have to get over still? Um, I have to say, uh, um, so I record all my videos on Saturday and edit them on Sunday. And mm -hmm. then on Sunday evening, I'm just super proud of my videos <laughs> that okay. I rewatch all of them a few times. <laughs> so I just want to make enough. sure they're really good. And I just, just, yeah, I'm just proud of them. So I watch them. <laughs> all right. Um, we haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, maybe we should uh, address the elephant in the, in the room. Um, you record on Saturday. And you edit them on Sunday because you are busy Monday through Friday with what? School. <laughs> School. How old are you? I'm 17 years old. 17 years old. And you got an incredible following on uh, on Instagram. Um, that's uh, fantastic. Uh, it's completely embarrassing for me to think back to what I was doing at 17. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, so you take it, you spend your weekends making the content, um, but it's got to take up more time than that because there's a lot of time and effort that goes into recipe development, is there not? Yeah, so um, during the week, I'm mostly the cook for me and my family. So oh. um, that's where I try new things and basically develop my recipes. And it's also pretty nice because my entire family tries the food so they can give me feedback and tell me what I can improve uh, mm -hmm. for this specific recipe. And um, yeah, but uh, apart from that, I have to um, do some extra work after school um, for sure. writing down recipes or writing the caption for the video I want to um, upload on that day. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, even still, like the actual cooking time, I, I love to cook. I'm what you would call a foodie. Um, I know that some, depending on the recipes, like you know, if it's an easy recipe, you might be done within a half an hour. If it's not, it might take two hours. So, I mean, that coupled with your school schedule, I mean, it's great that your family is uh, uh, willing to, to try everything out and open-minded. Are they vegan now, by the way? Um, not completely, but I definitely influence the way we are eating at home um, a little bit <laughs> you're working on their 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 crossover they're really they're really open to it i have to say that even my grandma bakes uh vegan cakes now <laughs> hey that's really cool awesome um but yeah so um let's say what's the most complicated recipe would you say in your repertoire um, so there's a thing called zaitan or vital wheat gluten, mm -hmm. and you can use it for making vegan meat replacements, such as vegan mm. steaks. And it's incredible. The things you can make with that taste almost like the real thing, uh -huh. but it's um, kind of complicated or a bit more difficult in preparing. But I try to keep those recipes simple as well. Sure. Um, but I'd say, like, so I'm just really trying to get a feel for the amount of time that you're investing uh, in in your entire creative process um, 
through the recipe development research as well, I mean, you have to have a source of inspiration. You don't just want to make the same plate of pasta nine different times with a different pair of t- uh, condiment, a different sauce. Um, like, where, where do like the ideas come from? Would you say for your different recipes? So for me, I get inspiration basically everywhere, <laughs> whether uh-huh. it's a cookbook um, from my grandma or um, also I like to browse through Pinterest or Instagram and mm-hmm. just, um, yeah, see a few things other people make, also non-vegan things. And then I think about ways how I can veganize them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when I go to a restaurant, that's a great source of inspiration or if I'm on a vacation trip. So I think inspiration is basically everywhere (laughs) everywhere if you're looking yeah fair enough and uh how much would you say uh how long would it okay you said the end product videos are 30 seconds how long do they take to make two hours um um, so the the filming of of the videos on saturday takes me total around 10 hours and then the editing four to five hours and um, beforehand, I have to write down the recipes. And mm-hmm. during the week, I write the captions for that very recipe. So I would say in total, um, one video takes in the production from start to finish three to four hours, probably. Okay. Um, and um, is there like a, a, a process that goes into deciding which recipes make the cut? Is it primarily the response and reaction you might get from your family? Or is it something like when you've set your mind on, say, I think what recently you made some some mandu dumplings, um, that you've decided to make them and you're going to make them. And you as long as they've kind of reached a certain quality threshold, that's going to happen. Or is there times that where you've just thrown something out? Um, sometimes I just uh, really want to make a specific specific thing. Maybe mm-hmm. something I loved um, when I was younger, for example, um, I made a vegan döner or vegan dürüm because mm-hmm. I <laughs> wanted to kind of recreate it from a restaurant we always um, went to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, in general, I just um, try to keep my recipes as simple as possible and they have to taste good. So those are the biggest... Um, uh, the biggest criteria for me mm-hmm. and then I just uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I just look how content I am with the recipe itself and if I say yeah I'm super content I post it all right fair enough is there a goal that you have uh, when you when you make a video like uh, as you said you average a couple million views is there something like maybe a certain degree of engagement is there do you have any type of you know key performance indicators in your videos before you make them to know what maybe this type of cuisine is something that I can go back to or this type of recipe, things of that sort? Um, honestly, I don't want to get too obsessed with those numbers such as likes or comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's really about helping people and giving them recipes they can use in their day-to-day life. And mm-hmm. if I can help one person with my recipe, that's already um, pretty good. So yeah. um, I don't want to focus too much on those numbers. All right, fair enough. Um, how, uh, how do you engage with your community? Do you um, interact with them Quite regularly, uh, I know the the ongoing still corona pandemic is making it hard for like in-person meetups, but is that something that you'd be interested in doing or things of that sort? Uh, I don't know, Zoom cook-alongs or <laughs> something like that? I'm just curious because you have a very thriving community in a time where, yeah, you have the digital ways of, of interacting with them, but I'm just curious how you keep them engaged. So for 2022, we definitely planned a few um 
live uh, in-person events as mm -hmm. far as it's possible <laughs> due to yeah, the sure. pandemic. Um, but apart from that, I love to answer DMs or comments under my videos. And sometimes I do little Q&A stickers in my story that I can just get to my, know my followers a little better, that they can um, get to know me a little bit better. Mm -hmm. That's just really fun. Fair enough. And again, I, I don't mean to go back to this, but where do you find the time? I mean, your full-time job, you have two full-time jobs. Um, you have the school and then you have you know, these DMs. I mean, you have a, a couple million followers, a million and a half followers. Like, say there's only 10% of DMs, like from all of them, that's, uh, that's tens of thousands. How do you respond to them all? Of course, I can't respond to all of them. I try to sure. respond to as many as possible. So I do it always um, like in between for example when i sit in the bus on the way to school mm -hmm. or in our lunch break i answer a couple of them um so yeah that's that's the time i do it you find the time whenever you find the time essentially yeah. <laughs> all right um so um uh so you you started off uh initially on reels and then you kind of like went out to tiktok um and those two formats, those two channels are primarily the ones that you are using at, uh, at the moment. Um, you're also on YouTube. Um, I don't think that's a channel that you use that, all that frequently. And as far as I could tell, when you do post content to it, it's in German. Um, um, it might be an oversimplification, but that was just at least my <laughs> my takeaway. Um, um, are there other platforms that are kind of interesting or of, of use for you at the moment? So for 2022, I, um, one goal of mine was to post more frequently on YouTube. So I, I will try to post one video each week. It just takes longer in the production process um, mm -hmm. um, in comparison to Reels. And actually, I want to uh, also keep my content on YouTube in English because my community is pretty international mm -hmm. and um, I want them to understand me. So <laughs> I will stick to English there as well. And apart from that, I currently am not interested in going on other platforms um, because I don't want to spread my focus too wide. Mm -hmm. um, it's already enough work um, to do Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And if I would add another platform, I think I would sort of lose my focus. Okay. Um, so you mentioned it that your videos are primarily in English because your community is primarily international. Um was that uh, a conscious decision from the beginning um, just to make it as accessible as possible or was it was it, were there other factors that went into that um yeah when I started our I thought um, I, I can speak English a little bit I learned it in school so <laughs> why not try to um, to also um, do my content in English mm -hmm. and um, yeah my thought was uh, also my thought was that um, English is like the world language, mm -hmm. many people can speak it. So um, I decided to do that. All right, fair enough. And uh, you are, uh, I, as somebody who's been living in Germany for a while, one thing that Germans always tend to do, they're incredibly modest about how good their English is. You said you can speak a little bit of English. Your English is fantastic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Is, you take a random American off the street, you're lucky if they know five words of another language. Maybe that's overly harsh, but come on. Um, so um, I... Uh, I asked you a little bit uh, about your community. Um, who who exactly is your primary audience? Like, how old are they? Where do they come from? Um, you're based in Germany. Where exactly? What's your village name? Um, so you probably won't know my village. It's Savelingen. It's in Saarland. Okay. So uh, if you're not very good with geography, that's in the part of Germany that's close to France. Exactly. 
Yeah, <laughs> one of the few areas. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, who's who's your audience? Would you say? So uh, <laughs> it's funny to say, but about eighty-five percent of my followers are women, <laughs> mm -hmm. and they are on average um, about eighteen to thirty-five years old, so rather young. Mm -hmm. And um, as I've already said, pretty international. But uh, about half of them comes from. I would say bigger countries such as the US or Canada or Germany, and then mm -hmm. the other war, other half is like worldwide. Okay, um, is there? Um, do, do you get requests or like uh, for for content from from some of your community? Like, do this recipe, do this. Of course, I get a lot of requests. Um, sometimes people uh, write me their uh, favorite childhood food and I should veganize it. Mm -hmm. And I love to do that. It's always super interesting. And uh, that way I also get to know uh, new cuisines, new recipes. All right. What's your favorite recipe that you've done so far? The one you're most proud of? <laughs> That's really hard to say. I've published already over a thousand recipes. Mm -hmm. But um, I really like the recipes um, uh, with zaitan. So when I try mm -hmm. to imitate, for example, a steak, because it's always a little wow moment. Um, mm -hmm. I also love to serve uh, such things to my grandma. And uh, I don't want to fool her, but she's always um, a little surprised by me. <laughs> okay, that, uh, that, uh, that it's so close to approximating a steak, that type yeah. of thing. All right, fair enough. Um, so... You've been up now for just over two years. Um, you've had an incredible run with uh, with your growth. What uh, strategies are you using to to maybe keep scaling up and to keep growing? Because if I'm not mistaken, once you get out of school, you are very much focused on continuing with the brand and continuing with the channel. So I'm just curious about maybe your current growth strategies and things that you're looking at for the long, medium to long term. Yeah, so I don't really have um, a strategy. Mm -hmm. I just want to uh, keep providing uh, good quality content for my community or also for people that are not part of my community yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I would say part of my strategy is maybe that I post uh, five uh, videos on TikTok and Instagram each mm -hmm. week and then one video on YouTube. And um, I think veganism is just um, such an... Yeah, it's sort of a trend um, mm -hmm. due to the climate change and a couple of cat catastrophes we've, we've had in the, in the past years that mm -hmm. um, it's just people are curious, people are interested in it. Um, so I don't think I need a real strategy because it's just like an actual thing. Sure. I, I guess maybe I was using the, the, the word strategy a little bit more broadly, but I'm just curious, how do you um, how do you reach new audiences or how do you go about maybe you know, reaching that next person who might want to be, maybe is curious about vegan food and a vegan lifestyle? I think I build momentum. So uh, I always see when people tag me in their stories and mm -hmm. I see a lot of people just tagging me in their story and giving me sort of shout out sometimes even bigger account that might be a little smaller than me but still have 100 100,000 followers and i think mm -hmm. it's just the momentum i gained and my videos are played on um the explore page on instagram so uh people just find me um yeah find me easily all right fair enough um and uh so a about that, just a second, I have to gather my thoughts because I had a really good follow-up question that I can't remember right now because I'm thinking about two questions down the road. Um, uh, I guess we'll have to come back to it. Um, 
But what would you say is uh, like after that initial growth spike? Uh, spike. Uh, I know what it was. I wanted to ask you about collaborations. I wanted to ask you about like working with other maybe influencers. Have you done that? To what extent is that an option for you? From like you mentioned, like collaborating with these other accounts. Um, maybe there's other people that you know. Okay, well, you do content with me, a takeover. I do a con content takeover with you, that type of thing. Um, do you do you engage other people in the space? Yeah. So if I um, like other accounts, and mm -hmm. um, you know, first of all, we write a, little, a few DMs and just get to know each other. And um, I've done it already a few times, not that mm -hmm. often, but um, for example, live with another person, uh, or that um, he or she cooked my recipe and mm -hmm. I tried one of their recipes. And um, I don't look for it proactively, but if it's um, if it's just if it just happens, um, I'm I'm happy about it. Okay, and you said it's happened a few times so far, um, but it's been overall it's been a positive experience. Something that you are not against, give as long as it's the right fit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so I mentioned before that you you published a, a cookbook, uh, I think in October of last yeah. year, and it was called Oh, that's vegan. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you published that in two languages, right? In English and German? Yes. All right. And where, where can people find that book? On um, Amazon? So, or? no, uh, we didn't want it to uh, publish it on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just a few. I mean, Amazon uh, is not that sustainable and sustainability is a big, um, yeah, a big mm -hmm. one for me. So we've got a website called Make It Maya, and there people can find it. We can ship it to, or we've got even we've got a shop in the US. And mm -hmm. It's also available in Canada, all uh, EU countries, and Switzerland. Mm -hmm. But we're working on um, making it available in more countries. All right, and uh, what else could you get through the shop? Make It Maya. What else? Um, there's also a cutting board with my uh, logo on top and a little um, bag in which you can store fruits or vegetables when you go grocery shopping, also with my okay. logo. Fair enough. Um, uh, do you have any other uh, products uh, in, in the works, in the pipeline? Is that a goal of yours to like kind of start making your own vegan branded products, Fit Green Mine, oatmeal, so to speak, or Zaitan, um, to bring that, uh, release that into the market? Yeah, that's definitely a big goal of mine, um, producing my own products and bringing them maybe even to, into supermarkets, mm -hmm. um, such as yeah, healthy vegan convenience food, maybe you could say it. Okay. And um, yeah, that's, uh, I think, the biggest project or the biggest vision for the nearer or far future. Mm -hmm. And I want to definitely want to realize um, this, tr this type of yeah, project. Yeah, sure. Um, so you you have uh, a long term goal, mid term, long term goal, is to establish Fit Green Mind, like to expand the brand, whether it's products, um, partnerships, more uh, expanding your audience, that type of thing. Um, are there any other areas that you could imagine maybe branching out into? Like you'd mentioned vegan street food or like convenience food, excuse me, but uh, something along the lines of like a Fit Green Mind kebab shop, um, <laughs> um, things of that sort. Yeah, I get a lot of questions of my followers. <laughs> um, um, they ask me if I can open a restaurant or a little cafe somewhere. Mm -hmm. And um, it would be a really nice thing. So maybe in a few years when I am uh, when I finished school, you will see a little Fit Green Mind restaurant somewhere <laughs> in yeah. the city. 
I, I would go. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Hamburg, there's plenty of spaces, a lot of good restaurants here. Um, just means people go out a lot. Um, so I, I don't really have much more. Um, it's been fantastic, but I do have one question, and I want to know what has been the biggest surprise for you about this journey, something that is just like maybe you weren't expecting, something that you know you just were blown away by. Um. I would say a big milestone for me was when I hit 1 million followers. Um, it was just inc incredible and mind-blowing for me. Uh, like when I started, I would have never expected to hit 1 mil million followers at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember my goal um, in the beginning was to hit maybe 100,000 followers when I finished school. Uh, so in one and a half years. Mm -hmm. And Already now, I've got 1.4 million followers, and that's just something that blows my mind that I can reach so many people and that I have such a big impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, yeah. I I don't have many followers. I don't have anywhere close to a million followers. So I can imagine that would be pretty mind blowing. That you you have your voice out there. That is, you've reached the the platform status where people are actually paying attention and looking to you for inspiration, a source of content. Um, and, and with your million followers. Uh, is that primarily, that's primarily been organic, right? You don't have that many paid ads or do you also have paid content? Um, actually, I don't have any paid ads or any paid content. I just posted it and people liked it. It's 100% <laughs> organic people. That's yeah. that's incredible. Um, all right. So uh, you, you're you done with school when? In a year? One and a half years. One and a half years. Uh, so what are your goals between now and then before you get out of school? Okay, you said you wanted to keep making content. You want to keep reaching more people. But, you know, this utopian scenario, where where are you going between now and by the time you end of school? Um, so I definitely want to start um, launching my first own product, maybe also with uh, by co-branding um, as mm -hmm. like the first steps. And um, yeah, establishing Fit Green Mind as a real brand that when I finish school, I can really uh, go to go into that even more. Okay. Do you have co-branded products already? Um, not yet, but uh, we are planning a few things for 2022. Okay. And in your videos, you also do you have uh, like partnerships or like other people like where you're incorporating their products into your videos, things like of that nature, or is that something that will be coming over time? Um, so if I like a brand and use the product myself, um, I also include them in my videos. And I also like to give my followers a little advantage of that. Um, mm -hmm. For example, a, a, a little giveaway or a discount code for them that they mm -hmm. can also get something out of that. Okay, so you're not against monetization, generally speaking, but it has to align with your goals and you have to approve of the product. Definitely. All right. Well, um, where where else can people find your content, Maya? Um, so my biggest platform is Instagram, Fit Green Mind. Then on TikTok, also Fit Green Mind, and on YouTube as well, Fit Green Mind. And your shop, one more time. Make it Maya. Make it Maya. Uh, uh, dot com or dot de. Uh, dot com. All right. Well, Maya Leinbach, thank you very much for taking the time. It was my pleasure to have you on the Omar podcast. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, that's it. That's all we got. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Special thanks to Maya Leinenbach for joining me and sharing her journey with me. If you liked what you heard, please reach out and let me know. We love feedback feedback on the OMR pod. And please crush that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts.
Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.